Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. 7 a.m. on a Saturday. Good morning. It is the TD Green Golf Show right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Thanks for waking up with us here this morning. A beautiful day to be at our golf course tour that we are. And this week, we are at Stafford Country Club in Stafford, New York. As uh, we roll on here, it's PGA Championship Week, and that means an extra bonus hour for you today. We go 7 to 9 right here on WGR. Coming up over the course of the next two hours, we've got a great show for you here. Of course, we'll be talking a lot about the PGA Championship. It's the 100th edition of the PGA Championship, so a lot on the PGA and what's going on there. Uh, play is going to actually continue uh, in an hour from now at 8 a.m., uh, 7 o'clock local time in St. Louis, where they're playing the event at Belle Reve this week. So we'll keep you posted on what's going on there. If you're out driving around getting your morning coffee or getting some early errands done, uh, play resuming from round two that was suspended yesterday at 8 o'clock. Uh, we are here at Stafford because the Western New York PGA has their section course championship next week, and uh, or excuse me, on Monday, actually. So a few days from now, we'll have that coming up here uh, and talk about that in just a little bit. Of course, our Western New York PGA tip of the week, as we always do, uh, we'll talk about some of the other events that went on locally this week, including a great drive, chip, and putt event, which was held at Glen Oak just a few days ago. Uh, our Batavia Downs Majors Challenge, our Champions Report, uh, all coming along the way. Uh, at 8.30, we'll talk about a local event uh, at uh, Tantara coming up this week, supporting the Western New York Heroes as uh, we roll on here for two hours. TD Green, presented by the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Michelob Ultra, Custom Turf and our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us. We uh, bring in the members of our roundtable now. Say good morning to PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Good morning, Brian. It's a, another beautiful day to do a radio show. We're out in Stafford, New York, just a little east of Batavia. A lot of people don't know about this hidden gem out here of a golf course, a little Walter Travis facility. Uh, sun's coming up. Yeah, we, we're spoiled. We get to watch the sun come up at some of the nicest places in western New York every week. Yeah, it's really nice. Also with us is the executive director and PGA Pro of the West New York PGA, Steve Barkowski. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for having me. And, yes, what a beautiful day here at Stafford. Yes, thanks for having us out. We're excited to be here. It's yeah, we a lot of PGA guys today. It'll be nice. Yeah. Absolutely. More PGA talk, the better. That's what I always say. That's right. Yeah. So we're here at Stafford. If you don't know where Stafford Country Club is, it is just past, a little just east of Batavia. And uh, it's a really, really nice facility. Steve, you kind of got us going here to get us set up to come here today because of your section championship here next week. But 
Just talk a little bit about Stafford and uh, what do you like about being here? Yeah, Stafford's a really good course. It's a Walter Travis design. Um, great little layout. It's not that long. It's only about 6,600 yards from the yep. back, but it's not an easy golf course to play. So that, that's why we're excited about <clears throat> being able to come back here for our championship Monday and Tuesday because it's going to be a nice test for 50 of our PGA professionals around the section. You know, it's neat because as a, as a PGA professional, we have access to a lot of facilities and get to play some nice places. This is one of the places I'll actually make a road trip to. If I get an afternoon, I'll grab grab a buddy or grab a friend and come out here, and it's just a it's a great walk. It's a it's a wonderful place to play. Eric Hiley, the head professional, has been here forever. does a great job. It's always fun to see him. Course is in nice shape. There, you hit all different kinds of shots out here. You know, you got to hit your driver. you got to hit some good wedges. Uh, a lot of beautiful old, it's a parkland type golf course with the big old trees and everything else. It's a just a nice, nice place to be. It's very quiet, very serene. That's a fun finishing hole here on 18 that we're looking over right now, yep. right near the clubhouse. So I'm excited for the finish of our championship. Yeah, the 18th hole is a uh, par four you can almost, you can drive. You can drive. There's yep. just a bunker in front, and uh, it's very tough to get up and down from around. Little, it. And it's a small green. Very small, like. yep. Yeah, so. And you get to do it in front of everybody, which is on all 18 holes, which has <laughs> made it fun a couple times for me, let me tell you. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're here, as we said, in anticipation of the West New York PGA Section Coors Championship next week. And um, the West New York PGA, of course, involved heavily in a lot of things that we talk about across Western New York, including an event that uh, was held at your facility, Jeff, on Thursday, the sub-regional, I guess essentially round two of the drive, chip, and putt. We've talked about that throughout the year, mm-hmm. and we've been encouraging uh, kids to sign up. It is uh, a really, really cool event. And uh, I know it went off with great success. I know, Steve, you had a big hand in that as well. But uh, to have it at your facility, Jeff, at Glen Oak, I thought was you had to be pretty excited about that. Yeah, it was really, really neat. I, I think our facility set up beautifully for it. We got a nice wide driving range, a big putting green. Um, and for me, it's just to watch those little kids come, you know, with their golf bags and their little head covers and their matching little outfits and all this, come scurrying across the bridge, all full of excitement, happy to be there, knowing they're a couple steps away from getting to the Masters. Uh, most of these kids are good players, too, because they had to qualify, um, get through the first phase. And uh, it's it was really, really neat. And you could, it's just a, such a great instrument, such a great tool to get your kid into. Like, you don't, you don't even have to be great, but you can have fun showing up and just trying to rip three drivers and hit three chips and trying to make some putts. Um, Lily Zhang from the Park Club, who made it to the Masters last year, uh, kind of crushed it, let's say. Um she won by a lot in her age group. She's just a better golfer than most people. And it was fun to see her again and, and watch her hit some shots. And uh, just such a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere with all the kids around. The The USGA helps out. Uh, the West New York PGA runs the event. And the Masters provides a lot of resources. They, they get beautiful medals. They It's just a such a well-run event. Steve and his staff run the whole thing, and it's it's really neat. Where do they go next to see Wingfoot? They go to Wingfoot next. Not a bad place to go. It's amazing. We, we had... So we, we were able to host, we're fortunate enough to host four qualifiers locally this year. Over 500 kids we had registered. Wow. And we got down to 96 to go to Glen Oak for the sub-regional, and then they're going even further. And from Wingfoot, the top player in each division will actually go to the Masters next April. And this is all free. Yeah. It's free. You get to go try it. And just Jeff said, you might have never picked up a golf club in your life, but you you can go to drive, chip, and putt and try it. Yeah, let it rip. <laughs> Who knows, man? You might be good at it. So, And so next year, if you got kids, hey, just right. put that on your calendar for next year. And Your son does it. Yeah, Jack does it. He loves it. And last year he made it past the first round. This year he didn't, but we he still actually wanted to come. I actually was asking him on Thursday morning. I yeah. said, I'm going to go over 
and watch. Do you want to come with me? And I didn't think he would want to because he didn't make it through. And he said, yeah, he wanted to come. <laughs> he wanted to just check it out. I, yeah. Well, he had made it through the year before. He yeah. Had anything, so so I, did you go to Turning Stone last, last year? Last year we went to Turning Stone for the, for okay. the second round of that. But um, as you mentioned, like that next round are very, very good players because they all yes. had qualified from that second one. But um, the I guess also I think it's important we say that your son or daughter doesn't have to be an elite player to sign up. No, that's correct. I mean, it, it is it's it is worth it, even if you just think your son or daughter is just getting started into it. Like mm-hmm. this, this is um, one of those events that your will, your son or daughter will think like, hey, like that is something they'll remember forever. I mean, I know I'll remember it for, for my son and uh, experiencing it through him forever. It's just it's a really cool thing. You don't have to be an elite player to do it. And, no, and uh, goes all the way from. Um, Age seven to fifteen, yeah. anyone and can. My son did it when he was six, yes. even because it's the year the of the Masters. Is. Yes, yeah. he would have been seven had he gone all the way to right. the Masters. I mean, you know, obviously at age six, it's not probably happening, but still, <laughs> like you can do it that young. That's yes. that's really neat about it. And it, it goes all the way up to what age? Uh, fifteen to fifteen. Yep. And the and the kids are making friends. You know, yeah. you see the yeah. girls hugging each other. Yeah, how'd you do? How'd you do? You yeah. know, all that stuff afterwards, and they're, you know, and, and one of the cooler things there was a girl who was upset because she maybe didn't perform as well as she could have. You know, she's it. She still came and shook our hand afterwards, and hey, thanked us for being out here, and went down the whole line and shook all the staff members, and and you see stuff like that, you're like, yeah, that's what makes golf cool. That's what's good for kids about golf. Yeah, uh, Kevin Sylvester, who by the way. On another uh, playing assignment this yes, week. Yes, he's doing a lot of research this year. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he's doing a good job. It's going to be that. in the novel. Yes. His, his son uh, also participated in it, and uh, I know that his son and my son, like, we stayed to watch the, the ribbon ceremony yes. afterwards at the end and everything, and the kids are excited for the other kids, too. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, they all want a ribbon or a medal or whatever, but right. um, it's cool to see that it, it wasn't just – like the the five or six kids that were getting something that uh, most of them did stick around. I know yeah, you did majority that majority do stick around. Yes, it's neat to see that, and that's that's one of those good golf lessons, Jeff, that you always say. Like uh, life lessons with golf. There's so yeah. many of them, but that show. You know, we're. I was telling my son like we're staying to the end. We're going to cheer on whoever moves on and yeah. congratulate them. Like those life lessons of how to be a good sport, right. win a win or lose. And know? maybe you didn't have your best that day or, yeah. or whatever it was, and somebody, or maybe you did have your best, but the other guy's best was better that day. And yeah. that's that's all part of it. You know, you know, you know, playing in golf tournaments, you, may, you think you play great, you walk in, and there are four guys that beat you. Well, that's okay. I did as, the best I could that day, so I was happy with how I performed. But um, And they learned those lessons. And, and we have another one that we have the PGA Junior League, uh, the region, regionals. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the regionals will be at Glen Oak this week, and it's the same kind of concept. So a lot of these things, if you go to the Western York PGA website, you find a lot of these these products that we have, like the PGA Junior League, the Drive, Chip, and Putt, the PGA Junior Tour. So if you're a junior golfer, there's just so many ways for you to play golf. It seems like, I know it's national, but in Western New York, there's a ton of opportunities, and you don't have, it's not super expensive. You don't need to have a ton of money to get your kid into it and to get it going. Like that Drive, Chip, and Putt's free. The PGA Junior League is... You don't have to be a member at a, at a country nope. club anywhere to, to sign up for nope. any of these. No, so. no, it's it's... Over the last few years, maybe five, six years, it's it's just there's been a huge influx in in the younger ages getting into the game of golf and the opportunities to get into the game of golf and not just the normal go play golf on a golf course like these drive chip and putts and junior league, which is a team event. So it's really fun to watch and and then when when these kids, you know, if they if they decide they really want to try 
and play competitive golf once they get a little bit older there's plenty of opportunity for that too but at least they're getting started and seeing if they like it yeah and then it's a game they can play forever i mean like you you get to go out with your son you know it's awesome yeah yeah, jump on a cart with your kid on a beautiful morning or afternoon i can't imagine anything that that's more fun 7-11 the time here t to green live at stafford country club here in stafford new york beautiful day sun is up we're on the back patio overlooking the 18th green, the putting green. Players are out here already. This will be the site of the section championship for the West New York PGA coming up here on Monday. We'll be getting your tip of the week coming up. A lot of the PGA championship, uh, especially in our second hour, too. uh, When play resumes, actually, at 8 a.m., Gary Woodland is your leader right now. He is through two rounds. He's at 10 under par, as is second place Kevin Kisner, one back. Brooks Kepka shot a great round yesterday. Uh, He is two back. We'll go through the full leaderboard uh, and breakdown of some of the players here coming up uh, in just a bit. Brian Colsey, along with PGA Pro Jeff Metis and Western New York PGA Executive Director Stephen Barkowski, part of our roundtable this week. We'll be having some guests coming your way here throughout the show uh, from Stafford Country Club. Uh, Steve, that drive, chip, and putt we mentioned, Junior PGA Tour, PGA Junior League, uh, some of the other events that go on that you guys all have run through the Western New York PGA. Um, if a parent is listening right now and maybe they think, you know what, maybe I'll do drive, chip, and putt next year, or maybe I'll do some of these things, um, what's maybe the, the correct path, maybe the maybe your guidance in terms of the order to maybe make it more enjoyable, more successful, kind of just even just getting their, their kids started right away? Like what would you suggest is, is kind of the best route to take, do you think? Sure. it's it's We actually, our PGA professionals created a document this past year that actually sits on our website now. Uh, WNYPGA.com. It's called the Junior Golf Roadmap, and it's your step-by-step process that we feel will give you the best opportunity to maybe get to college golf uh, along the way. And one of the first things on there is drive, chip, and putt. Uh, U.S. Kids is involved in Rochester area. That's a good one to get started in PGA Junior League. And then moving forward, um, you get into our Western New York PGA Junior Tour, Buffalo District, RDGA events, uh, more competitive stuff. And then you always have the AGGA and state. International Junior yeah. Golf and the state yeah, events. So it's it's a really cool document if, if you look at it. And I'll tweet it out this morning. It's called the Junior Golf Roadmap. Um, it tells you step-by-step if you're really interested in getting your kid involved in the game of golf around here. Um, it gives you everywhere you need to go. Yeah, and if you're if you're looking to get, talk to your PJ professional, you know, because we do this all day, every day. This is what we do. This is the most fun I have all summer is junior golf and things like that event. I'll interrupt you right there before you go farther. I, when you say talk to your PJ professional, I know I've I've spoken with a parent that maybe they don't belong somewhere and they don't know. Like, well, can I just call up someone? Can I go to a course and ask to speak with someone? Like, I think, and and I will I will say this. I think that there may be. Is that, you know, that underlying, do I, am I able to just call someone even if I'm not a member somewhere? I, I, I want you guys to say, like, that, don't have that hesitation, right? Like, oh, gosh, no. Should, don't be, if there's an, any sort of intimidation or, or trepidation about just, hey, I'm not a member here, but this course is close to my house. Like, can I contact the professional there? And the golf yeah. pro will tell you. Yeah. yeah. And 99 times out of 100, you can. Um, and, and. And that's what you like to do, and that's what we have fun doing. And yeah. and if we can't or that day doesn't, 
We're going to send you to someone that can. And that PJ roadmap he talked about, that's not just for people that want to play college golf or be tour players, whatever it is. It, it can show you, well, if my kid's into golf, well, this would be the next step for him to try if he's having fun, like your son. What was the next step? Well, we got he did the PGA Junior. Ah, that yeah. was fun. And then I'm doing that. And he's probably going to end up on our on our junior tour, I would imagine, shortly. Yeah, um, you look at different models around the country, whether it be hockey or baseball, there's always you know different programs where you start in peewees and you go to the next level. And that's just kind of what we tried to create because – uh, PGA professionals, I think, get this question all the time. You know, where do I start? How do I get involved? What's the next step? So we we just tried to help them with this roadmap. But yeah, you can call any PGA you, professional. You can call our call office. Call me. Yeah. Call me at Glen Oak six eight eight five four five four extension thirty two. Ask me. I'll you know I'll, I'll give you an answer, and uh, and we'll get you going. Yeah, PGA pros are so passionate about the game of golf and getting kids involved that. It, it, as long as they're not running their member guests in the middle of it, if it's a good day, okay. they'll talk to them on the phone and they'll they'll guide them the right direction even if they're not a member of the club and yeah we teach i teach a lot of juniors tim freeze teaches a bunch of juniors and and it's great and it's and the and one of the important things and we'll get to this maybe during our tip of the week is teaching the kids the right things early and we have very inexpensive programs for that and there's a lot of free programs for this but get you know if you're a parent trying to teach them and you just put your your uncle's clubs in their hand those things aren't going to help and it's going to make the game more difficult and less fun for them and then they're going to fade away but if you give them just a few little tips early you give them the one good golf club in their hand that fits them they don't need a whole set you know maybe a seven iron a putter or something like that it'll make the world a difference the kid will have fun he'll get that click of that first good shot and they're hooked. I remember the exact moment I got hooked on golf. I was about 12 years old, and I ripped a forward one day, and that was it. And then all I did since then was try to hit good shots, and I've had uh, nothing but fun since then doing that. And I will say, I will, I will commend you, by the way. Um, when I first was getting my son going, Jack, you made it fun for him no matter what that first day. I remember kind of bringing – basically, I went through the procedure with you. I said, like, what should I do? And you said, bring him over, and um, you – you hit a few balls with him on the range for maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes, and then you actually took him out on the course and played a hole and then took him for ice cream. And it was like, <laughs> it was like you know, it was about 45 well, minutes. Well, you took him for ice cream. Yeah. No, you took him at did the I? course. Did I? Did I house? Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, you never paid me for that. I know. I still owe you for that. Jeez, with interest, that's going to be big. Um, but it was, you know, about 45 minutes in total. But he was six or five or whatever yeah. he was, and you did a little bit. You were like 10 minutes at the range, and you took him. You played one hole on the course, and then I felt like, that was really good, and he went home, whatever, you might have even given him a ball or something. He went, you know, the whole ride home, he's staring at the ball <laughs> in the back seat, and just like you gave him the ice cream, and that was the first thing he ran in and told my wife, we got ice cream and a ball, you know, like just, but I mean, that right there, you hooked him in right there. By yeah. doing, instead of this, it doesn't have to be the hour on the range, let's grind this right. swing out sort of mentality. You Worst know? thing you can do for kids, yeah. yeah, keep it quick, keep it moving, make it fun. Um, you know, I, I had a, I was at a golf seminar once about juniors and they said, you know what you do is when they're having a great time, you know, if they think they got one or two more holes in them, you pull them off. So instead of having the kid out there until he's tired of the game or tired of hitting balls, cut it a little short and go do something else fun or move on. So, so for them, it's an exciting, fun experience and it's something they can do with mom and dad too, which, you know, when you're a kid, that's the coolest thing in the world. So have, if you, have you seen the commercial with Justin Thomas and his dad? How cool that is! <laughs> that yeah. is super pretty cool. cool. His, so his dad is, but his dad and his grandfather were PGA professionals, both of them. His grandfather played in the PGA Championship. Yeah. Yes. yes. What a cool scene that was last week, Justin Thomas at Akron at, yes. uh, at the Bridgestone event, where he won, and then had his father there, PGA professional, and then his grandfather, as you mentioned, also there, and they had the whole family 
out in front. Uh, Justin Thomas is a freak talent, yeah. but it, uh, he's got some some good bloodlines too, no doubt about it. Having that background. And to circle back to that about the juniors, but, yeah. you know, if you even the, it's such a fraternity the golf professionals because we get together so much, we know each other so well. You know, even if you're not in their area, you know, a golf professional steer you to a guy like, hey, if you live down there, I tell you, go see Eric Hiley. He's, he'll, you'll have a great time. He's a good, you know, he'll make your kid laugh. He'll, you'll have a ton of fun. Or you're in Rochester. You know, we know the regions. We know what pros are where and, and where you can go and where you can get all the equipment and how much things will cost. So any of those questions, just feel free to call your PGA professional. Yeah, and, I, you know, WGR's listenership here. We know, of course, with the app and the web, like, People could be listening anywhere around the world. But for, for most WGR listeners, like our signal goes to Rochester and it goes down to Erie. And uh, a lot of people may not know, Steve, that the Western PGA, like, it, yeah, obviously our show, like our, our hub is Buffalo. But um, with the Western PGA, with golf, you guys go much farther than just beyond that. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a large region that you guys cover. Yeah, pretty big geographic region for a, what they'd consider a smaller member section of the PGA. Uh, we cover big cities, basically, Buffalo, Rochester, and Erie, Pennsylvania. We have just under 300 PGA professionals and associates, and we're in about 110 facilities in that whole area. So if you're looking to find a PGA professional in any of those areas, you can find them. Did you even know there were 110 golf courses in Western Europe? Most people wouldn't think that. Yeah, there's yeah. more than that. There's there's, 200... actually, there's about 230 in our region. In our region, yeah. But the best ones have PGA pros. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Two Over 200, some called golf courses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't think it's a thriving industry. The uh, The golf industry is a bigger industry than the motion picture industry. We, it's, I think it's $72 billion for golf and $68 billion for the uh, motion picture industry. Just a lot of people don't know that. It is a it is a big industry. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yeah, it's a big. <laughs> I didn't either. It's a big business. Yes, yes. So it's got to be managed by professionals. Good facts right there. Yeah. No doubt yeah. about it. 720 the time that here. Towel. That's right. <laughs> motion pick. Put that on your website. That's right. <laughs> the golf industry bigger than uh, the motion picture industry. That's right. Uh, Eric Hiley, as uh, Jeff mentioned, the PGA pro here at Stafford Country Club, going to join us in uh, just a little bit here, talk a little bit about the course here at Stafford that will be hosting the section championship coming up on Monday. The PGA Championship we know going on, 100th anniversary, more coming up on that. Of course, we'll talk about what's going on with the defending champion, Justin Thomas, the leaders, what Tiger is up to. Uh, If you're wondering about Tiger, if you haven't gotten a chance to watch him play this weekend, uh, you can do so at about 8 o'clock. I'll set the scene for you. You should uh, be sitting at your house right now. You can uh, turn on TNT to watch the show. You can watch the game. You can, uh, of course, have your... Radio on in the background, listen to us, and uh, get your morning coffee. It sounds like a perfect morning, doesn't it? It does sound Have like a Have a little breakfast. Morning. Make yourself a little breakfast. Get your morning whatever beverage you like. And, All right, uh, send the kids out to do some yard work. Yeah. <laughs> put TNT on and get tea to green on in the background. No doubt about that here. Yeah. Um, before we go to break, I want to remind you our Batavia Downs Majors Challenge here is going on as uh, we're in the, obviously right in the middle of our final major of the season and if you missed out on our Batavia Downs Majors Challenge, well, unfortunately, it's too late for this one. But yeah. uh, for all of you that are involved and have signed up, uh, a reminder, I'll be posting the results Sunday night Hopefully. after the tournament is over. If, it, uh, if yes, it's over if, by Sunday. If weather allows, yes. that's true. It's been some bad weather this week, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night, if the weather allows, uh, on my uh, Twitter page, at BrianWGR, and uh, some lucky participant will walk away with a, a great night of free hotel at Batavia Downs, a $100 credit at their restaurants, 
and $50 worth of free play. Jeff, we actually stayed there last night. Yes, we got to experience a, a smaller version of that, but it was it was actually nice. I had never been there, yeah. and the rooms were great. And Brand new hotel. Brand new hotel, yep. They had uh, Leanne Rhymes. Or Leanne Womack. Leanne Womack there last really? night. So it was wow. a big country concert we caught the end of from there. And the one song that I knew that I knew from her, we actually right. heard walking in. It was awkward as you sung along with her as we were walking into the casino, but you wanted everybody to know you knew the song, That's right. so that was good. <laughs> I apologize. There's a lot of people there last there night. There was. It was packed. That's it was right. packed. We had better luck uh, inside 34 Rush than we did uh, at the slot machine. The slot machine, it did not work well. Is it just video well. gaming? Or is it, it is. Yeah. yeah, there's no uh, car, no card games there. Oh, it's got horses, right? It's they and, do. And harness the, racing. The trotters, yeah. yes, as they call them. Yeah. Yes. It's a cool spot. If you haven't been there, it's, I think, the oldest harness racing track in the state or in the northeast or something like that. It's, I was pleasantly yeah. surprised when I got there how very, very nice it was. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a neat. cool spot, yeah. no doubt about it. So Anyway, Batavia Downs Majors Challenge, that'll be uh, up on my Twitter page at Brian WGR Sunday night to uh, give you the results. As Jeff said, yeah, if it ends, um, I've been seeing lots of tweets from golf reporters, Steve, saying that all these uh, weather delays for thunderstorms that seem to be like part of just what goes on sometimes with PGA Championship week, like they're like, this is going to be a lot better in May when there's not uh, 95 degrees in humidity. I'm that there's many pros and cons with moving the PGA Tour calendar, and obviously the PGA Championship is maybe making the biggest move of all, going from August to May, the last major to the second major. Uh, but I know that um, while weather might be a factor, in it, at least it won't be in the capacity that we sometimes have quite a bit in August, that the, 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 uh, the, the heat, lightning, the thunderstorms, the 95 and humid, that sort of thing, I'm sure that next year at Beth Page they'll be welcoming not having to deal with that. Yeah, the, the, the PGA of America went through extensive research on this, and one of that the aspects was the weather. I mean, I, I just think back to PGA Championships. I was fortunate to be involved in 2013 at Oak Hill, which was really wet, yep. a lot of rain. Then yeah. Baltus Roll in New Jersey I was fortunate to be a part of, and we had thunderstorms and rain. And I remember just in and... being at Baltus Roll in 05, and we had, like, heat lightning delays, and it, and lightning hit trees. And yes. It was a Monday finish. Yes. Because I remember walking on Monday, and there was nobody there. It was, you know, for spectating, it was yes. great. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're hoping that, that May is going to bring a little bit better weather for the PGA Championship, and I... I think it's a pretty exciting slot where it is right behind the Masters and uh, in between the players. But um, it'll be interesting because if there is a Monday finish at the PGA Championship next year, uh, that next week is the senior PGA at Oak Hill. So yes. logistically. The staff will be hustling. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and they're right in the middle. I mean, the thunderstorms you get in St. Louis. We don't get thunderstorms right. like they get in St. Louis either. So, uh, but yeah, it is. And and, the, and there's lots of other things that you know the Olympics are going to be part of it sure. now. So and uh, and now the the way I like the tour schedule now that it's going to ramp up in August and not compete as much against the NFL and uh, and putting the PGA on the front end, I think is great for for the championship. Yeah, yeah I think I think it's a great move. I mean, it's still yet to be seen, but yeah. I, I agree. I think the schedule is, is better now the way it is. I I think that for for most, you know, I'm speaking for Jeff and I here too because I think we're in the same boat. But I mean, Jeff and I obviously are heavily involved in in golf in our own capacities. But when week one of the NFL comes on, I it's understandable why people might not watch the third leg of the playoff events that the PGA Tour has. So to try and finish it before the NFL starts, like I think it's I, I think you're just you're just being smart and aware it, to try to sit there and say, well, it doesn't matter. We'll still get, like, you know, like. Well, we'll golf get, goes on after yeah. that, too. You so. can still play, mm-hmm. and golf still goes on. But I, there's still tournaments. You, you yeah. want your signature events to, to get 
the attention and publicity and fan support, and you know, I think it works better this way. It's tough to, I mean, as great as golf is, the NFL is the big man in the room. Yeah, that's I mean, for sure. And, uh, I just think it's smart. There's no reason to try to to butt heads. Like you know, a little shuffle and a little move, and I think it, it's going to work out much better. So well, and next year we'll find out about the weather in the Northeast because the PGA is at Bethpage and the Senior PGA is at Oak Hill. So we'll get right away. We'll we'll, we'll see. Get a nice task we'll see, see if how May is. Well, you know how it, it could be bone dry then too. Sure. You know, you, you, you know. Yeah. We've had everything. Yeah, I mean, you you might have frost delays. Sure, it, you could have both. <laughs> we could have frost delays. <laughs> I'm, I played in U.S. Open qualifiers that had snow delays before. Yes, so and look this at, year, and this look year, at, speaking of snow, so Stafford hosts one of our junior tour events every year. Mm-hmm. I think it was starting tee times about noon. And it's always early in the year, and it snowed here in the morning. <laughs> Sun came out, melted by noon. We played. Yep, <laughs> it's an outdoor game. Yes, that's right. That's right. All right, seven twenty-seven. We got to get to break here. Eric Hiley, the PGA professional, will join us next as we step aside for a break. Two-hour edition this week on T to Green. We're live at Stafford Country Club. Brian Colziel, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, West New York PGA Executive Director Stephen Barkowski is with us here as well. We'll talk to the PGA Pro next year. We're live from Stafford Country Club, two-hour edition for PGA Championship Week here on Tee to Green on WGR. I mean, it's out there. I mean, if, if you drive it in the fairway, you're going to get a lot of opportunities to go after some pins with the greens being soft. Big thing, yeah, get the ball in the fairway and, and go from there. So guys definitely took advantage of that this morning, and a few of us are, uh, you know, trying to jump on that train and, and take advantage of it this afternoon. There is first-round leader Ricky Fowler, who's in search of his first major. He'll be out of the course playing within uh, the next half hour. Fowler is at 700 par, three behind leader Gary Woodland. Fowler has played 10 holes, um, and Fowler, of course, winning this week would be uh, a major story. We welcome you back here to Stafford Country Club. Brian Colziel, PGA Pro. Jeff Metis, along with the executive director of the Western PGA, uh, Stephen Barkowski. And also joining us now is the course superintendent from Stafford Country Club, Peter Cavanaugh. Peter, good morning. Yes, good morning. Thanks for having, thanks for having us here today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Appreciate it. So uh, you guys are getting ready for the section championship here on Monday. I know you guys have had some other events, but this is one of your bigger events this year. Yes, it is. Yep, looking forward to it. Yeah, tell us a little bit about just what goes, th- what uh, you and your staff go through to uh, kind of prepare the course uh, uh, for a bigger event like this. We'll put, put together a crew on Sunday night to do the fairways and all the stuff that take a lot of time because we won't have time because I think these guys are going off pretty early in the morning, 7.30 or something like that. So we'll try to get the majority, a lot of stuff. I have a crew coming on Sunday night, and then we'll get here early next morning and uh, or Monday morning and get the greens ready and the tees and everything. So uh, we got a good game plan ready to go. Is the turf stressed right now, or is it, uh, uh, it or is it thriving at this no, point? No, uh, we had two and a half inches of rain a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I would say it's just cutting loose right now. So uh, they probably can expect some pretty decent roughs. Uh, get a little juicy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, around the edges there. So, But uh, they like it that way, yeah, it's, you know, for those kind of guys. Well, you've been fortunate uh, yeah, to come yeah, to your place it. Yeah. many times and. uh there's always good comments every time we come here. We're here for the Western New York Open this year, which uh-huh. we had, I think, 75 players, professionals and amateurs. And, and, and it's just always a, it's a nice test of golf, and it's a it pleasure is. to be here. So you do a great job, you and Thank your you. crew. Thank you. 
It's a tough little golf course with all the trees out here. It is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a tough little golf. Course. So, so you know, people, you're, you're in the golf course superintendents association of America. So you're, you know, people just think you cut grass. I, I'm learning yeah. as a as a director of golf at Glen Oak. It's a lot more to that. We had a, a gentleman out from the. Uh, yeah. USGA yesterday, Dave Otis, yeah. I'm sure you know. I know him. Dave, I've had him out here. A yeah, times. and it was pretty interesting. You know, it just how, what, how much you need to know to keep this turf alive. It's not just water and grass and fertilizer. No, no, no. no. It, it's one beautiful thing about the job is it's some different challenge every year, different yep. job every day. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's uh, every day you get up and uh, you come in and you think you got a handle on things, and it's like uh, even this morning there's a few snafus, a few <laughs> few breakdowns, and everything else, yeah. and you got to be ready to. Make good decisions on the fly. So, how yeah. many how many years have you been here at Stafford, Peter? Uh, twenty eight years. Twenty years. Okay, 20 so years. you've obviously been here enough to um, go through some of the challenge. Well, what is? The, I mean, what are some of the mo- most challenging things for a core superintendent uh, I, in Western New York? I think every uh, super will tell you it's the weather. You know, yeah. you got to study the weather. You got to know what's going on. It's you know, it's a lot of rain, and then we went through the drought this year, and uh, everything changes. Turf diseases just. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of things going on in a golf course that the typical golfer doesn't realize. Yes. That goes into so, it. A disease like anthracnose or pythium, um, right. one of those diseases, there's, I forget which one it is, it can take out a green pretty darn quick, can it? A- anthracnose is a pretty regular thing here that we re- regularly spray for for almost on a 10-day uh, preventative program that uh, you got something you got to keep, keep up with here all the time. Pythium... Uh, that's a real dangerous one, and uh, we really—I thought we might have some during that drought period, but we never did. And you, and you recently went through, I think, the past couple of years, some some tree removal. How many trees have you taken out the past couple uh, years? Last couple of years, probably a couple hundred trees. Okay. And you know, I've been doing it for a long time, but when I first got here, it was one of the first things I noticed uh, 28 years ago. I said, "Yeah, it's a great golf course, but uh, it's starting to look like a park more than it is a golf course." And so people really think trees are—they're beautiful on the golf course, and people love trees, but right. you don't want them near your greens no no no, exactly if you can look over there in 15 you'll see where we cleaned out that entire hill between that tee and that green there Mm -hmm. and you can see this morning the sunlight that hitting that green now yep yeah that used to be all trees over there right exactly right and that's you you can't grow decent turf without decent sunlight and air circulation they don't put trees on sod farms no that's exactly right even i was i learned you know i learned that even the uh the in the fall or the winter if there's shade on your trees it causes a freeze thaw cycle because of the the shade from the tree will cause damage to your greens during the winter that may not come back and uh, And, and, and just those are all huge pin oaks in that one area there and they just suck the water and the nutrients and the life out of everything and you get hard pan all around the green so and then uh I've been focusing in areas since I've been here around the greens and the most important areas because we, re- we have about 1,600 trees here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to do a really huge program would be really disruptive. So I actually have tree volunteer guys. Some members come in every Monday when they can, and they help out with the smaller trees. Mm-hmm. Great group of guys. And uh, one of our members that uh, works for Tree Doctor who is uh, – in Clarence, New York, does a lot sure. of work in the course on golf courses, and Chris is a is a member, and he and I work real close together. He's a great guy to help me out here uh, to to do all the trees and tree removals. And uh, you, if you go out there, actually, when you guys are here Monday, you'll see a lot of stumps and stuff because mm-hmm. we've done so many, we can't get them all yeah. right. cleaned yeah. up right away. So. I know that. Yeah, I cut down a few of my courses. Yeah, yeah, I got a few stumps. I got to get rid of. Yeah. You got a guy we'll talk off the air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the course superintendent here at Stafford, Peter Cavanaugh, joining us here on TD Green, along with Brian Koziel and Jeff Bedis and Stephen Barkowski, as we are at Stafford Country Club. Two hours this week, we are on the air for PGA Championship Week. 
right here on WGR. Uh, Peter, every time we have a superintendent on, I always like to ask this because I feel like we get different answers, and they're all correct answers, but they're good ones. Um, players that come to your course to play, what can we do to help your job and keep the course in as great condition as possible? What are some of the things that you think are most important? Well, it's, it's always the same thing you hear about. Fix your ball marks. You know, if you got some divot mixed with you, fix your divots. It's all little things like that that build up that, that are very helpful. If people just take care of their divots, put them back in the fairway. If, uh, you know, if it's a, a divot that you can't replace, then use the sand and throw the divot in the, you know, throw it away or something like that. But it's it's basic golf etiquette that everybody should learn uh, at an early age I th- uh, before I, they play golf. I also think there's a misperception. Like, you, you, we spray a lot on golf courses. Mm-hmm. Yep, and there's, the sprayers now are very technical. Right. Yeah, they use GPS, and they don't overspray, and they're, they're tremendous machines. A lot of people have a perception that that's hazardous, but yeah. isn't it true that most of the it dissipate. Uh, Can you explain that a little bit? I know people every, worry about that. After after an hour or two, the stuff is fast, and it's not going to bother you. And mm-hmm. most of the stuff is the fungicides today are very safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually things like an insecticide or other things we try to do when nobody's here or, or it's a Monday when the golfers aren't here. And uh, for for the most part, I mean, I've been I've been spraying for 30 years plus, and uh, most of the stuff today is t- is terrific and it's very safe. And we'll post a sign there, so if anybody's uncomfortable with it, uh, you know, you can ask me or you know one of my uh, assistants or somebody, you know, exactly what we're doing out there. But most people, it's nothing to worry about. I mean, when you're out there on the golf course no. because it dissipates, and we use such precise amounts on the turf, right? It is. Yeah, I it's mean, not just. Yeah, I mean, we, we all, you know, go to school for that a lot, train for that a lot, and we're up on the latest stuff that's out there and the, and the rates on it and stuff like that. It is it is one of the more important things that we do. And, the, uh, you know, golfers, you know, with all the environmental things that are coming our way, we're going to have to start using less and less, especially herbicides and yeah. weed killers and that kind of thing. So uh, that, you know, depending on what they want to do down in Albany there for, for some of these new laws. Oh, I'm sure they'll make the, a good uh, decision and quickly. Yeah. Yes, right. yes. So. Peter, are we getting close to aeration season? Most courses maybe or we'll start to see that. Uh, and I know players and members don't like to see it because they're like, oh, the green's like this. And But, I mean, that it's well, it's just part of the cycle, right, that makes, makes the yeah, green Yeah, it's, it's just one of those yeah. very important things to do. I used to do it twice a year. I don't do the spring one anymore. I just do a heavy top dressing and heavy verticutting in the spring. And uh, we have a, a, a system called Dryject that comes in on the 27, and then they put the sand right in the holes as they go. And it's much less disruptive, and the recovery time is like 10 days. And you, well, you can go, you can play the next day, and the greens are pretty decent. It costs a little more money, but uh, we used to traditionally take the uh, air, do the aeration ourselves, and it's much more disruptive. And, yeah, not the golfer's favorite thing, no doubt about it. But the, but it needs to be done. It absolutely, it, it, has because to be you done. need to there that you can't rinse that material out of that material has to be pulled out, you right? You have to. You take a year like this where we've had a tremendous amount of play and all the hot weather, you, you know, compaction and the greens. You know, they, 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 it's exactly what it means. You're getting air into the soil profile, and it, it has to be done to release that compaction and. Get, and keep the greens healthy. Help drainage. When you say, when yeah. you say compaction, is, is that just from traffic being on the green? And the mowers. Steps yeah, because we use triplex mowers yeah. here. We're not using hand mowers. So, you know, those things get heavy after a while. And uh, you can even see around the edges some of the greens, the tracks and stuff. So it's something that needs to be done. But Yeah, you have hundreds of players walking off the same spot every right, you know every right. day. Um, and it does, and the mowers, and all the treatments. So it, they do need a little break. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Peter Cavanaugh with us here, the course superintendent. Peter, the course looks great. 
looking forward to uh, playing after our show today. Good, so. good. I, I heard you're going to play. Yeah. So yeah. good luck with the rest of your, your year here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, guys. My pleasure. Thank you for all you, you do. Okay. Hey, nice to meet you. That's right. Peter Cavanaugh, core superintendent here from Stafford Country Club on WGR on TD Green. As uh, we go here from 7 to 9 on WGR. And, you know, it's just... I know some of the the information passed out here that we when we've had superintendents on in the past. Like I just, I feel like it's it's for me uh, to to just kind of see how the course is maintained and handled. I mean it's it's really really uh, I feel like I mean you're now more heavily involved too in terms of how the course is run, Jeff. Too, so you've got a bigger voice in terms of things like this, right? Well, and I'm learning, yeah. and you know, so when I talk to a guy like that, I'm all ears, and brain, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm picking his brain and seeing what they do and what different practices, different. You know, we talked about that jet system, so they inject sand down through your soil into. There's a layer of thatch which doesn't uh, doesn't allow water to penetrate, so it, it creates a hole, but they do it with sand. So it's like a one-step process. It pokes a hole and fills it with sand so it can drain uh, all in one step, and that's a that's a pretty neat thing he's got going on. Very, very technical. Very, very, you know, these machines aren't inexpensive either um, that help us maintain our golf courses and keep them as beautiful as they are. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing how much that goes into to maintaining a golf course, especially in the Northeast with a short season and the yeah. weather that we have. Yeah, and aggressive growing at times, and then, yeah, then we had, you know, we didn't have rain for how many weeks. So, so you, as he said, there's so many variables, and uh, no two days are ever the same when you wake up as a superintendent. That's right. Okay, we're going to take a break here, T.D. Green, and we promised you PGA Pro Eric Hiley here from Stafford. Well, he's going to join us next. Thanks to Peter Cavanaugh, the course superintendent, for giving us some insight on uh, what it's like to keep the course in such great shape as he does. Time out here. We'll have Eric Hiley on. We'll get our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week as well. Coming up, we're with you till 9 a.m. live here at Stafford Country Club on TD Green. Thanks for being with us. Hope you're having a great start to your weekend. With Western York PGA Executive Director Steve Barkowski, PGA Pro Jeff Minas, I'm Brian Colziel, Derek Kramer producing back in Amherst Studios. Thanks for being with us here on TD Green. More from Stafford Country Club right after this. Seven forty-nine in the morning. Welcome back. Beautiful day here from Stafford Country Club in Stafford, New York. Tita Green rolling on. We're here with you for two hours this week for the PGA Championship. Yes, Majors Week. We go double the time. A lot of the PGA Championship coming up in hour number two. Players uh, will be back on the course at Bell Reve in St. Louis uh, in about ten minutes or so. As uh, yesterday, round two, if you missed it, was suspended due to the thunderstorms in the area. And they will be back on the course. The players that had the afternoon wave yesterday, including Ricky Fowler, who's three off the lead. Tiger Woods, who is three under on his round. He's only through seven holes. So I know that uh, many of you may be uh, interested in what Tiger's doing. We'll keep you posted uh, during our second hour of uh, the, the handful of holes that he plays. Brian Colziel, PGA Pro Jeff Medes, and also from the Western PGA, Steve Barkowski here from Stafford. And now joining us, the PGA Pro, Eric Hiley. Eric, good morning. Morning, Brian. Thank Welcome. you for having us. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, we're excited to be here. First time our show has made its way to Stafford. Going to introduce yourself to the to the uh, golf fans listening right here. Just tell us, you know, how long you've been here and just uh, what you like about the place here. So, um, originally from Philadelphia, just outside of Philadelphia. Uh, this actually is my twentieth year. So, 
it's hard to believe time flies. Um, it's been the club's been been really good um, to, to me and my family. So, you know, um, I've got uh, you know a lot of good things to say about Stafford. Uh, it's just been like I said uh, to me and my family. It's been a tremendous place, um, great place to raise our family. We live in Batavia. Um, my wife Julie and and uh, I've got Sam and, and Paige, 19 and 16. So, um, you know, everything's really good now. Um, you know, my kids are, are obviously growing up and, and, and getting ready to, to move on. Uh, Paige is going to be a junior in high school, and my son's going to be going to nursing school. So, Excellent. Kind of, yeah, it's uh, times are changing now, um, and, and he's ready to move on. I remember when you got the job. Yeah, it was, you've been here a long time. It is a nice, fun club. And on a side note, you live next door to another PGA professional in Batavia. What are the chances? But uh, it, it is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Stacy Barwick, uh, she works for Eddie Secor at Park, and, and uh, she's going to be marrying uh, Michael Harrower, who's who's the Harrower families are members here and really good friends of ours. So uh, who used it's, to it's be in the PGA nice. program? Yep. Yeah, uh, Michael was uh, worked at some nice clubs, MacArthur, um, Nantucket. So. Um, I know Stacy took her some time to get used to to Batavia. Isn't she a, <laughs> isn't she a member here too, Stacy? Yeah. yeah, well, no, I she mean, acts she like pl- it. She plays. She plays under under Michael, so I mean, she's <laughs> never here. Um, well, one of my favorite Eric Kylie story. We were playing in a tournament, section championship, I think, down at Lakeview or Lakeshore, and I stripe a four iron into a par three. I'm like, ah, I hit that pretty good. Short. Eric gets up, launches something. I think he pops it up, stuffs it. I'm like, what'd you hit? Seven iron. Oh, <laughs> Those days are no over, fun. my friend. <laughs> days are over. Can't keep up with these young bucks Oh, anymore. man, you had some club head speed. I remember that. Back in the day. But. Eric Kiley yeah. with us here, the PGA Pro from Stafford Country Club. So the course itself... What uh, for those that are not familiar with it, just tell us a little bit uh, some characteristics about it and some some challenging things maybe. Well, well first of all, um, you know we're we're hosting the section championship uh, here uh, starting Monday. Monday. Yeah. yeah, Monday, Tuesday. So, um, you know, Steve called me back in the in the in the spring uh, and and wanted to know if we would be willing to host and and we've been uh, you know anytime we can can help out the Western New York PGA. Um, our, our membership is really good about that. They receive it well, um, you know, and so we're looking forward to, to hosting. Um, it's really one of our majors, if not the major in our section. Um, and I think there's 49 professionals that will be here Monday and Tuesday. So the golf course will present uh, – it's, it's a challenge. Um, you've got to drive the ball good here. Obviously, it's very tree-lined. Um, we are in the midst of a tree removal program, um, you know, which we need to do. It's just healthy for turf. Um, but it, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for the players. Uh, we've hosted uh, several Western Union PGA events in the past. Oh, yeah. There's really you know no one really goes really uh, low. Uh, I mean maybe a couple under, um, but it will present uh, again a challenge. Um, and you, you just know. you just hosted the women's roster district we, championship we, too, right? So you, we, you we host did. a lot of big events here. Yeah. It's just a great course for it because. I know no one that doesn't like playing here. I mean, we get to travel to all these facilities throughout Western New York, and this was one I talked to Brian early in the year. Hey, if we can play after, that's a place I want to stay and play because yeah, it's, it's really it's, neat. It's, it's yeah. good. We um, are playing, by the way. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Steve, Steve said I, I he do, has I to. Do, I, do, I do know that. So. It's a testament to the club. Was that an email sent out yeah. to the members? Heads up. Right. I mean, this is a great place to be, and like Eric said, we, we're very fortunate from Western New York PGA that – uh, anytime I do call up Eric and say, hey, we're looking for a, a site for this event, it's 
majority of the time, yes. So the membership is great here for local uh, associations, which is really nice. And um, it will be a test on Monday and Tuesday. Like he said, I mean, we had 75 of the best players for the Western New York Open here this spring, and it was just a couple under. So. And it's a it's a beautiful layout. I mean, not only is it a nice piece of land, but Walter Travis designed, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. 19, 1921. 1921. Um, you know, so there's a couple original greens, like our 11th green. Uh, as an original, you know, it's, it looks it's like a there's tough a green. couple yes. elephants buried in that green. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 not a long golf course. Nope. Small greens, um, you know, made in a different well era. Yep. Yeah, so it's just your traditional golf course. Um, you know, like I said, our our membership um, really enjoys playing here. Yeah, I mean, location wise, I mean, Stafford, New York. I mean, we're kind of. I think if we were a couple more miles east or west, it, it might be a different story as far as having more members, but uh, our members like it, um, and, and, and I'll, I'll tell you why. We don't have tee times, um, so the golf course is very available. Um, and even the outside events that we host, we try and work our members into it um, where they're not going to lose time um, because, obviously, the golf season we know is, is we're a seasonal. This is a seasonal, yeah. you know, part of the country. So, I mean – we're open seven and a half months, and and really for us of the seven and a half, you know this year is obviously it's been a great summer. But you know if you get five months, I mean because April you saw what happened in April. I mean we lost half of April. We had bad. snow April sixteenth. Yeah. So um, you know we we'll, we stay open till the middle of November. So hopefully the fall is good for us. But really you know you're going to get maybe five good months, five and a half maybe. So you you really have to try and pack it in. So. Um, I don't call this backing it in out here. This looks very nice and quiet. If I was a member, I'd well, be it, giggly to walk to the tee this morning yeah, it's, and see it's it. Kind yeah. of, it's kind of funny. It's, uh, Saturday morning, since I've been here, it's almost like you know Saturdays are going to be quiet, mm-hmm. and then Sundays is, is a busier weekend morning. So, yeah. uh, All right, well, we have Eric here. Good time for us to do our Western New York PGA tip of the week, and we're talking about short game. If you watch the PGA Championship this weekend, you're going to see the best in the world and their short games when they maybe have uh, some trouble around the green in some of those tough spots at Belle Reve, you're going to see uh, s- some wizardry, I'm sure, from some of these guys that are going to go on and win it. But uh, let's talk short game. And, Eric, what are some of the keys that you think to, uh, go involving having a very good short game? You know, I, I, Brian, it's a good question, but uh, we do a lot of clinics uh, early in the year and, and kind of midsummer, and then we really cater to them to the short game. Uh, and, and the reason – that, that we do that. I mean, everybody wants to bomb the ball. I, I mean, I get it, but I mean, if you can't get the golf ball in the hole, I mean, what good is it? So, you know, we, my assistant and I, we try and Mike Eichner, we try and f- really focus on kind of the 50 yard and in, um, yeah, you the know, kind of honing yep. that part of your game in. And, and, you know, whether it's men or women, um, you know, we did a lot of women's clinics this year and it, and it, it was good. But I think the thing that we see um, is that, they don't really know, you know, whether it's a 40-yard pitch shot or they're around the green. They don't really know, you know, they don't understand what club to hit. Um, well, they don't I, understand I, ball position. And so, I would just say, don't you think people a lot of times, in terms of the decision-making and the club selection, like that could be improved, that can help right away, even beyond the physical aspect of the swing. I mean, no I think I, I will play with friends that I, I would say are – pretty decent golfers but they will use the exact same club 
no matter what the shot from 50 in, whether it's a, a chip from two yards, whether they're in the bunker, whether it's heavy rough, whether it's uh, on the fringe or whatever. And some guys are good. They're comfortable maybe using that. But for some that are maybe looking to shave some strokes off, Sometimes just the decision of what shot and which right. club is is a big piece. Uh, that was my next point, Brian. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, we'll just take for example when there are people are around the greens. I mean, the, from what I see, it just they don't really have the right club in their hand. I mean, mm-hmm. they're hitting a, a little chip shot that's that's maybe you know the the length of the green, and they're they've got a sandwich in their hand. They take this big swing, they end up sculling it over the green. You know, I was always taught playing in college. I mean, get the ball in the green as soon as you can. You yeah. know, and um, little Texas well, wedge, yeah, Texas yeah. wedge. You know, less loft. Get the ball, smaller swing. I mean, it really simplifies. It, it simplifies yes. it. it simplifies. What no, I not a lot of room for error with that. You know, otherwise you, you get this. You know, this lot of loft. You're swinging. You're swinging longer. Just too much room for error. Yeah, so and I, I think watching the PGA Championship this week, a lot of us amateurs and around the area, they watch some of the wizardry, like you said, Brian, and yeah. it's they're using 60-degree wedges yeah. from, you know, right in front of the green. But that's a that's a talent that you have to practice. Well, I mean, like you said, the quicker you get it on the ground, the, the more right. strokes you might shave off your game. And what I see a lot is, is a miss. Uh, they don't know ball position. So typically on a shorter shot, you want to have that ball position further back. There's a less aggressive move through it. You always want to hit the ball than the turf. So what I do is I get people, you have a real small stance. You don't have a wide stance when you're pitching or chipping. You get your feet closer together. You put the ball back closer to your rear foot. You get that handle a little bit ahead. And I like people to lean on their forward leg because in in a full swing at impact, you want to be on that forward post. Well, let's preset that with our pitching motion and get on that post, on that forward post, so we can hit the ball then the turf. When people have a wedge, and they're trying to hit a flop. They always move it forward, and then they lean back, trying to add add loft to it. Yeah. And right that's the, a blade right waiting to happen. Right forehead, yeah. yeah, and that's a blade waiting to happen. And the other thing I see a lot is a lot of wrist action. Yeah. You know, if you watch these guys pitching this week during the PGA Championship, as they finish, their left arm and the club shaft are one straight line, Correct. and they've kept that left wrist, you know, in line with that shaft. That's how they control their loft. So if you're flipping and and adding wrist through the, you're changing that loft at impact every time. You don't know how high you're going to hit it, therefore you don't know how far you're going to hit it. Right. So my quick point is just get the ball back, keep that left arm and shaft in one line, and, and control the loft on that face. Yeah, I mean, you know, I see a lot of that, a lot of wrist action too, Jeff, and, and, and you know, it's just that's just not good. No. You know, you, you can't have that in, in pitching and chipping. I mean, um, you know, if you do, you're going to find no consistency. And, and, yeah, you might hit a few good here and there, but – Consistency-wise, like you said, you know you got to keep that left hand. If you can't control how high you hit it, you can't control how far you hit it. And and I get I get it because what what is shown on SportsCenter Top Ten? It's Mickelson with his sixty-four hitting over a person. Yes. right. That's you what gotta understand. I'm right? gonna try that with Eric later. No, but every time, yeah. <laughs> I think I'll Eric should sign up for that. Uh, but I mean, people be next to the green, and that's what they think they have to do. Like, oh, I'm gonna do that, and. Maybe nope. sometimes it calls for it, but maybe a lot of times it doesn't. And these, these guys have done it for so long, right? Yeah. They're at a different level. I mean, the average player, you know, they don't, they can't do that. You know? and, and, and that's what separates the really good players from an average. You know, I mean, from a hundred yards in, you know, we can all hit it kind of sure. good. And from a hundred yards in, a tour player is so much better than a PGA professional or, or college, a D one golfer. So, All right, uh, yeah. Eric, you stick with us for another break or sure. another segment. Yep, okay, good. we've got to take a break here. We're at the top of the hour at eight. Uh, two hours this week. Tee to green. 
We'll be back with hour number two. Eric Hiley, the PGA Pro here at Stafford, going to stick with us here. More on your short game, and uh, we'll break down the PGA Championship. Hour number two of Tee to Green, live here from Stafford, rolling on on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.